This week on Minivan Men, it's just Maz Jobrani doing it solo. That's right, it's a Minivan Man show. I'll be talking about the Trayvon Martin case and how I felt as a parent about the whole case. Then I'll be talking about summer and how trampolines can help you get through it. And lastly, I'll be talking about obesity and how I saw a lot of it in the Middle East. Please, people, step away from the cupcake. All of that and more on Minivan Men starting now. Hello and welcome to Minivan Men, or in this case, Minivan Man. This is Maz Jobrani, and we're trying something new. Our schedules have been so crazy. First of all, we were all on some summer breaks, uh, doing summer break stuff, being with the families. Continues, summer continues, uh, so we're continuing to do stuff, but um, we're all been, we've all been busy, and so uh, Al and I were trying to coordinate doing our next uh, episode and getting going again. But uh, he'd be ready. I wouldn't be ready. I had some computer problems. Uh, now he's uh, in Nashville doing interviews for The Daily Show. Long story short, we have not been able to hook up. So we said, hey, let's try and do a couple of solos. So here I am doing a solo. I know Al did a solo one a while back. Uh, this is going to be interesting. I've never talked to myself for uh, half an hour. I don't even know who listens to this. So uh, hopefully someone... Um, if not, I'll just listen to it myself and uh, send myself notes and comments. Uh, Chris Spencer is doing well. He is uh, doing his uh, um, the, the, the Kevin Hart show on BET, and he also just opened up a comedy club. So he's busy. The last time I saw him was just randomly on the streets. We ran into each other. But the minivan men are going to make a comeback, and it's going to be big. We're actually talking about trying to turn it into a TV show. Uh, if you guys think we should turn this into a TV show, please let us know. You can get in touch with us. Uh, you can uh, hit me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Jobrani. Let us know. Would you watch a show uh, with the minivan men, me, Chris, and Al, all three of us? Um, but uh, here we are, and uh, I am going to be doing a mid-July minivan men solo. And uh, let's get started. Why not? Right off the bat, everyone is talking about... Trayvon Martin, Trayvon Martin, Trayvon Martin. Um, everyone's got an opinion. The, uh, for those of you who have not uh, been watching the news lately, the verdict came back. George Zimmerman was found not guilty. Um, people are upset. Some people, uh, you know, less upset. Uh, I'm guessing the Zimmermans are less upset. Um, and uh, I, as a dad, my opinion is, first of all, it's tragic all right, let's not point fingers at white, black, pink, purple. I don't care what color. It's tragic that this even happened. And it goes back to what I've always said as a father, as a human being. You know, our gun culture is uh, just, it's, it's, it's out of control. Now, I know some people are very passionate about their guns. They might even be listening to this right now going, when do the minivan men get political? But uh, that's what we're doing. Sometimes if, if you let me be solo, that's what's going to happen. And, uh, and, you know, I had an idea a while back. It was a, kind of a goofy idea. But I thought we could uh, do a, do a turn-in-your-guns and get a squirt gun. Wouldn't that be great? Then we'd be walking up to each other and be like, yo, put them up. Squirt, squirt. Just a thought. I don't know if that's funny or stupid or what. But anyway... Uh, it's sad that this whole thing ever happened. Uh, I look at Zimmerman. I don't know the guy. Just this is me being me. But uh, he looks like one of those guys that was probably picked on in school. He was looking 
to to uh, get some revenge, be a tough guy, gets the gun, does a neighborhood watch thing. And uh, he shouldn't have gotten out of the car in the first place. He got out of the car. Um, you know, if I'm if I don't have a gun, I'm not getting out of the car. That's the point right there. If I don't have a gun and I'm in my neighborhood and I see someone and I think they look suspicious, and by suspicious I mean black. I'm just kidding. Um, if I see someone who looks suspicious, whether they're black, white, Asian, whatever, I see some young guy walking around. I think young guys, first of all, get a bad rap. And part of that is probably because they wear their pants halfway down. Um, I don't know if Trayvon Martin had his pants halfway down. But still, young guys of all colors uh, wearing their pants halfway down. There was a time when you used to have to wear... You know, you, you kind of got the crew cut and you had to wear kind of like if, if you were younger, you would wear jeans and you would fold them up at the bottom there. And you had penny loafers, which it meant you at least had two cents because you'd have a penny in each shoe. Um, but there was a time like back in the day where people used to dress up nicely. And uh, I don't think if you if you weren't a thug, you wouldn't be dressed like a thug. Does that, does that make sense? I think that makes sense. What I'm trying to say is nowadays, even upstanding good people dress kind of, you know, thuggy. So if I'm driving down the street and I'm this guy, George Zimmerman, and I see, um, I see uh, a kid and he looks like whatever, for whatever reason, looks suspicious to me. If I don't have a gun, I'm not even getting out of that car. If, I mean, if nothing else, I'm calling 911, which he did. And then I'm going to say, hey, I'm going to keep an eye on the guy till you guys come. If I want to be, you know, uh, a little uh, superhero or whatever, a, a, a little cop, a, a, you know, a little dirty hairy, uh, I will say I'll keep my eye on the guy till you guys come. But this schmuck, because he had a gun, he gets out, starts chasing the guy, and now he feels cocky. I mean, you gotta let's let's take let's go back into the thought process that's probably going down. If you're stepping up to someone who you think is up to no good, and you're not you're not a black belt in karate, um, you know, and you're stepping up to some guy, and you don't even know if the guy's got a gun. I mean, he didn't know that Trayvon Martin didn't have a gun. So, but you gotta be pretty cocky because you go, "Hey, I got a gun on my waistband," which means I'm getting ready to pull that gun out. So, anyway, long story short, this guy. Because he had the gun, goes out, does this, and as a father, you know, I'm guessing a lot of people that listen to this show have kids. Maybe some people don't. And I've, I've got a theory. I've got a theory that having kids is like going to war. Um, I can talk to a lot of veterans who will tell me how, how uh, hairy it was and how hectic it was. And I won't know at all what they mean unless... I were to go to war. And the closest I've ever been to war is I went and did uh, paintball one day. The paintball fighting where they give you little paint pellets and you shoot each other with it. And I know it sounds silly, but um, those things actually go pretty hard and they can hurt. And uh, I was doing the paintball thing and they told us, they go, don't, whatever you do, do not open up your mask in the middle of one of your little battles because if these paintballs go into your eye, you're going blind. And I'd be sitting there in paintball, shots going by my ears, and I'd, you'd hear them go by. And, they'd be, they'd, they'd, you know, they sounded like, foof, foof, foof. And it sounded like when you watch, like, a movie, like, let's say, Platoon or, like, Saving Private Ryan, when they, when they storm the beach and you hear the, foof, 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 and that's just bullets flying by. 
And it really hit home when I was doing paintball, of all things, of how crazy it must be to be in an actual war. Because I might get hit by paint, whereas these guys in war would get hit by a bullet and their life is over. I can't even imagine being in a battle. Like, I can't imagine leaving the trench. I would just lay down in the trench and I'd be like, you guys go for it. I'm just going to lay low here. So my point I'm trying to make is, Having kids is like having, being in war, I believe, in that just that you don't understand it until you experience it. I'm not giving, I'm not saying that it's as dangerous, of course. I'm saying that you won't understand it until you experience it. So once you do have kids, your whole perspective on life changes. And for me now, now that I have kids, anytime I hear any sort of news piece involving someone's kid, uh, you know, and obviously everyone is someone's kid, you know, but what I'm talking about when I hear about a young person dying, it really, really hits home hard. Like instantly it, it's like somebody taking, uh, uh, like my heart and just twisting it. I feel it. And so my heart goes out to the parents of, of this, of Trayvon Martin, as well as the parents of the Zimmerman guy. I mean, the tragedy that this guy got into, but more the, 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 the Trayvon Martin, because this guy is gone. And so it's a tragedy and, and it's a shame. And I, and I really do hope, I mean, protests have started around the country um, and, and I hope they don't turn violent because the, the, mo- the, the stupidest thing is when people get upset about something and then they go and then they cause more damage. And it's like, no, dude, that's not how you're supposed to roll. You're supposed to turn it around. And I really think, again, that we need to rethink and target our gun laws and revisit these gun laws. Because God forbid you have a kid that happens to be wearing the wrong clothes in the wrong neighborhood and some dude rolls up and he's got a gun and he shoots your kid. Because if he didn't have a gun, fist fight, fine. My kid's got a black eye. Life goes on. But in this case, the guy had a gun, shot the kid, and it's really a shame. And... uh and that's my perspective as a dad, man. It's just, uh, I mean, I don't, know, I don't know how you guys feel. Write in, let us know. I think, because I feel I'm totally solo here. I'm, uh, I feel like Tom Hanks in that movie, the volleyball movie. What was it called? Where he's with a volleyball, talking to a volleyball. I feel like I'm talking to a volleyball, really. Um, and uh, please write in, let us know. You can write me at facebook.com slash Jobrani. Let us know what you think of the Trayvon Martin uh, Zimmerman case. Uh, how did it affect you as as an individual? And can you differentiate that as a parent? Uh, what were your thoughts? Let us know. And I think we're going to try and elaborate our system here a little bit more. We, we really got to pick up our Facebook page and maybe put some of your quotes on there. Um, and, uh, and we'll go from there. Um, I'm going to take a break because I just did 10 minutes. And I'm going to take a break, breathe, and we'll go to the next section. All right. Minivan Men, be right back. Guys, thanks for listening to Minivan Men. Uh, we also want to thank TiVo for being our sponsor. They were our first sponsor. I think it's a cool sponsor to have. And they were so cool, they gave me uh, one, of their, uh, one of their machines. And it's been fantastic. Let me just tell you something right now. If you've got cable and you've got the DVR machine and you've got a few TVs around the house, why don't you split it up? Put DVR on one side and use the TiVo on the other side. See which one you like more. You can either go 100% at one point, or you can just keep it 50-50. But I got the TiVo now in the back, and my wife and I, we are obsessed. We just sit there and we watch Netflix documentaries. It's awesome. I think I could like record every season of The Simpsons. 
and that's been running for 20 seasons. And I think I would still have room to add every season of Saturday Night Live. Those are the two longest-running shows on television, and I could probably put those all on my TiVo. It's got that much space. So it's amazing. It's, I really thank them. I appreciate it. I'm telling you guys, check it out. Just give it a shot. And I think if you go to atc.com, allthingscomedy.com, that there is a uh, discount button that'll help you get a little bit, little bit of a discount. Who doesn't want a discount nowadays? So once again, just want to thank TiVo for sponsoring us. Hey, yeah, you guys are cool sponsors, man. This is Maz Jobrani signing out. Hey, we're back with the minivan man, Maz Jobrani. And uh, we are uh, midsummer, midsummer. What are you doing with your kids during summer? You know, I went through this during uh, spring break, which was kids and free time. You know what's funny is, when you, throughout your, okay, school is something we all start, we go, and it goes eight to two, eight to three, whatever it goes, all day. You have some after school stuff. You're busy all day. You got something to do. Life goes on all the way until you're through high school. Then you go to college. You got a schedule. Then you get out and you have work. So it's always something keeping you busy. But in between those time periods comes the spring break summer break, maybe you're going to take a month and go, you know, travel Europe, whatever it is, free time. Free time is an interesting concept. And when you're older, you get to choose what to do with your free time. So when I'm older, uh, you know, when I'm, for example, when I'm, when I'm on the road sometimes and I've got nothing I'm writing, nothing I'm working on, uh, and I've got, you know, and I wake up at whatever, 11 or 12, sometimes noon, because I, I was out late the night before after I did a show, and I wake up late, but I have eight hours to kill before my next show. As an adult, you know, maybe I'll go get, get some breakfast, uh, go exercise a little bit, take a nap, uh, watch some movies I've been wanting to catch up on. I feel good about it. Kids... They don't, all they would, if my kid, I don't know how your kids are, my five-year-old boy and now the two-year-old girl as well, they, I mean, the boy more than the girl, he could sit in front of a TV and spend his whole time, free time in front of it. If I told him, Dara, the summer is going to be spent watching movies, and when I say movies, I mean, I mean the same movie over and over and over again. They're crazy. They watch the same movie. They will finish Madagascar and hit start again and watch it again. It's crazy. It's It's nuts. This should be an experiment. Someone should take a kid from the age two and just let them watch television all the way till they're 10, like eight hours a day. I wonder what would happen to that kid. Uh, probably be uh, fat and unproductive and uh, pretty crazy. Probably be a crazy kid. But my point is when you give them free time, then they will just sit around because they don't know. They don't know they got to be productive. I mean, obviously, they've got the energy. They want to burn off the energy. He'd probably get up and go and hang out a little bit and do stuff. But they would. They could probably waste a lot of that time. And so, um, you know, we've signed them up for a lot of stuff for a lot of camps. Uh, we got him into a soccer camp, and he's really enjoying that. Um, we got my, my daughter Mila keeps going to her school that goes through the summer. One of the best things, if you have young kids, let me just advise you right now. Here's a piece of advice. This is usually something that Al Madrigal would be doing because he's got all the advice because he is like, I'm a pretty responsible guy and I'm pretty, uh, mature, but Al is even more mature and more responsible. And he's got, he's got the, 
knowledge on how to raise your kids. So he's always the one throwing in advice. But let me throw in some advice right now. Get a trampoline. Best investment ever. Uh, we got kind of the smaller one. And so after I put it together, it took me two hours to put it together. Um, I feel like uh, being a dad, uh, there, there should be, when you, when you become a dad and they hand you the baby, they should also hand you a manual and be like, here, learn how to use these tools because you're going to be building crap for the next 10, 15 years, whatever it is. My wife buys stuff, drops it, and goes, build it. So I put together the trampoline, um, and it was only after I put it together that I was able to look at it, and it said weight capacity is like 108 pounds or something. And it says, only please put only one kid on at a time. I'm like, who's going to put one kid on a trampoline? What, what, what do you think, I got a loser kid? He's got friends. He's going to be there with, with two or three of them at a time. And then they get in there and they bump heads and all kinds of crap. But my point is, make sure, get the, get the higher-end trampoline. There's higher-end. We got a good one. But get like the real one that you get like at a sporting goods store or whatever, the big ones. Man, these kids will sit out there for, for like two hours and just bounce. And the bouncing is exercise and it gets them tired. It's the best thing I've ever invested in. And all you got to do is just put them there. And let them bounce. You know, once in a while, I got to throw in some rules. Guys, no roughhousing because constantly he ends up wrestling either his sister or the neighbor's kid. Um, but really, one of the best investments I've gotten. Even better than like getting one of those little wading pools because the wading pool, until they're at an age where you feel confident about them not slipping and falling and drowning even in a wading pool, then the wading pool can still be a little bit um, stressful. Like my daughter right now, two and a half, she's pretty good. She's just starting to learn a little bit of the swimming stuff. But she'll get in that wading pool. We were at a party and they had a wading pool. The wading pools are those ones, the rubbery ones that you blow up and you put water in there. You know, she would slip in and put her head under the water and I'm just freaking out. I'm like, what are you doing, dumbass? It's just kind of dumb. And, uh, and, and, I'm, and I'm stressed out the whole time. I'm stressed out. I, I'm convinced that in the past five years that my kids have been alive... I've aged 20 years. Um, but at the same time, they make me laugh sometimes. So then that kind of takes some of that age off. So let's say 17 years. Let's say I've aged 17 years in the past five years. Um, I love them. I love them to death. Don't get me wrong. But I'm just saying, get the, get the trampoline. Best move I made for the summer. Get the trampoline. Uh, sign them up for the camps. What we decided to do, my wife had a whole thing going, a whole theory about don't overschedule the older boy. Um, overscheduling now is a bad thing. Uh, we are very sensitive as a culture. Uh, you know, anytime we do, like I used to think sports were great. So I thought, well, let's just sign them up for as many sports as possible. Then articles come out saying, no, too many sports are not good because the kids get stressed out. So I'm like, all right, what am I supposed to do? But anyway, we sign them up for, we sign them up for, uh, one camp is called Stephen Kate's camp, which is a, uh, very free-for-all, very hippy-dippy from Northern California camp. And they can do whatever they want. They just kind of roam free. And it's kind of funny. They actually had us, they had a little seminar. I watched it in the very beginning. Not a seminar. They had a little conference, whatever, a little, uh, what are they, what's it called? Uh, assembly at the beginning of their camp. And they go, we have three rules here. No, rule number one, there are no rules. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What the hell is that? But uh, rule number one is there's no rules. So right there, that shows you where, where we're going with this. And then rule number two was like, have fun, but remember there's no rules. And then rule number three is like, don't kill each other, but remember there's no rules. And I'm like, these kids need rules. Um, but they had that. They went to that for a little while. 
and uh, it, it was it's good for the older kids. I think the younger kids don't quite uh, excel as well because they need some sort of uh, uh, guidance. So then we sign them up for soccer camp and we sign them up for tennis camp. And what I'm getting at here is let your kids experiment with the different sports, with the different camps, and you can ask them and they will tell you really authentically which one they like best. Like my son has turned out, my son and my nephew go to the soccer and the tennis and looks like they both enjoy the soccer camp the best. Um, and I was a little worried about the soccer camp because I thought maybe that they're going to uh, work them too hard. You know, my boy's five years old, the nephew's six. The camp goes from nine to 2.30. I thought this is going to be it's going to be hard. And the, so the first day I went out, I got one of those. By the way, here's another thing. Invest in one of those folding chairs that you can sit and watch games at or go to the beach with. Best investment I've ever made besides the trampoline. Um, you should have two or three of those ready to go at any time. Um, it was 10 bucks at like a CVS pharmacy. You know, the kind that you it just folds out and then it folds up and, and you just, you know. Oh, my daughter's coming back from the park. Um, you get those. Hi, Mila. How are you, Bubba? You want to come talk on Daddy's microphone? Come here. Say hi to everybody. Hi. Hi. Okay, sit real quick. I'm just giving advice, Mila. Hola, So you get, the, uh, you get these fold-out things, and I went and sat the first day, and I watched the soccer camp, and I was very happy to see this coach was great because in, uh, from 9 to 2.30... They took maybe like an hour and a half of breaks, including lunch and break and food break. Hold on, hold on, baby, hold on. And, uh, and, and the, guy, the guy was smart. He had him drink water. Now, here, now my daughter's here, Mila. Mila, um, what do you want to say to everybody? Hi. Hi, how was your day, Mila? Good. What did you do? I played. Where? In the park. Did you see Dara? No, you didn't see Dara? What was Dara doing? Doing soccer. Doing soccer, huh? Hey, Mila, do you want to sing a song for everybody? What song you want to sing? Easy come. Okay, go. Easy come, easy go. That's a silent oh, take, take, take it though, but you never give. Said or not, you would drop up from a first can. Had your eyes wide open, open. That was the open. Ooh, give you all I had. You tossed it in the trash. You tossed it in the trash as you did. You gave me, I gave, keep going. With all I ever had, keep going. I have tossed. Is what I. Can, can you put an, 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 an the phone, Dad? You didn't say I catch a grenade for you. Go. But, but what you don't understand is I... Can you put it on, 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 the, on, the, on the phone, Dad? I tell you what, Mila, let's take a break, and we come back, and Daddy's going to finish Minivan Men today, okay? We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with more Minivan Men with Maz and... What's your name? Mila. Yay! Hey guys, uh, thank you very much for listening. I uh, just want to tell you quickly about iTunes. Some people have been very nice and given us great uh, comments on there and ratings, but if you have not, please go on there and do that. That'd be great to inspire other people to listen to the Minivan Men podcast. I also encourage you to subscribe officially on iTunes 
And please also drop us a line. Thank you very much. Hey, we're back with Minivan Men. I got rid of my daughter, Mila. I sent her away with the nanny. Amazing. Um, so this is Maz. It's Minivan Man. You know what? Do me a favor. If you're listening to this, please do me a favor. Just take one second. Go to Facebook.com slash Let me know what you think. Does the solo one work or should we never try to do solos and always do it together? Obviously, I'd rather do it together. But I'm just wondering, has this been entertaining? Has it been engaging? Or did you, I mean, obviously, if I'm not getting any messages, that means you just unplugged by now. But if you, but if you actually are like, hey, this is kind of cool, let me know. Facebook.com slash That way, Al and I will know when we can't hook up that it's okay to do the solos. And more importantly, also let us know, would you watch a TV show? It was me, Al, and Chris as minivan men. Maybe like a cable one where we could cuss a little bit. I think that would be fun. Um, so we're back. Minivan man uh, over here. Maz, minivan man. And I went to Abu Dhabi to do a show. Uh, uh, what was it? Early, right around 4th of July. Very patriotic of me. Um, and I was there. And that was when the whole Egypt revolution was happening. And or the Egypt coup, it's a coup d'état. And it's funny because some people say you can't say coup d'état, it's not a coup d'état. It's interesting nowadays how, depending on where you are on the political spectrum, you will label something, something different. You know, that whole thing where they say one person's terrorist is another person's freedom fighter, all that crap. Well, this was the case with the coup d'état because somebody just made a good point. Yesterday I was watching Bill Maher and the guy was like, look, when a military overthrows a government, it's called a coup d'état. It doesn't matter whether you agree with it or not or how many people support it or not. That's what coup d'etat is, is a military overthrowing a government. And I guess, I didn't know this, Bill Maher uh, did. Uh, I guess he's smarter than me or he's got researchers. But um, he was saying that the reason the Obama administration cannot call it a coup d'etat is because somewhere in our rules, in our laws, we have that we cannot give uh, monetary aid to a country that has... Uh, that has leadership, uh, that, that, that has gained its leadership through a coup d'etat. So because we want to continue to give aid to Egypt, we in America, or the government, has not called it a coup d'etat. Anyway, uh, we've got a great video. I'm going to try and link this video um, to our uh, Facebook page. I'll actually put it on my Facebook page, um, and as well as the Minivan, Facebook, Minivan Men Facebook page. Uh, it's this great video of this Egyptian kid um, who gets is being interviewed in Egypt about all the stuff that's going on. And this kid is like a political whiz. Al actually sent it to me. It's a really cool clip. And it just it shows you how, how smart kids can be. Um, this kid gets what's going on. He breaks it down. His, he breaks down his criticism of the Muslim Brotherhood. For those of you not following the whole Egypt thing, there was a revolution uh, just about a couple years ago. The president, Hosni Mubarak, who'd been, I think, in power the longest uh, ever as a president in Africa or something like that, like 40 years or something. Obviously, he was pretty much a dictator. Um, he was overthrown. Um, then they had democratic elections. And then the uh, person that was elected was uh, this guy, Mohammed Morsi, who was with the Muslim Brotherhood. And the Muslim Brotherhood is a political party that's also religious. So some of their ideas and thoughts are a little more conservative and as an Iranian having gone through the revolution of 79 as a kid and watched what had happened I'm very much against 
mixing religion with politics. And so when it's funny, when the Egyptian revolution actually happened in 2011, I would joke to my Egyptian friends, I'd say, hey, let's give it a year. Let's see how you guys feel about a year. Because you feel free. You're like, oh, the dictator has left. Mubarak had left. But then this Muslim Brotherhood comes in. You go, oh, wow, these guys aren't that much better. But anyway, so there was this coup d'etat. And um, this clip is great. We're going to put it online for you guys to check out. This kid is just sharp as hell. And then there's a guy behind him just cracking up at what, how informed this kid. He must be like 10 years old. This kid is just schooling the reporter. It's a great clip. You guys got to check it out. Uh, go to Maz Jobrani. Uh, go to Facebook.com slash Maz Jobrani. Um, or you can go to Facebook.com slash Men and see the, this clip. Um, so, so yeah, so I was in the Middle East. I was doing shows in Abu Dhabi. Uh, this whole thing was happening with Egypt. And one of the things I observed about the Middle East, look, I travel there a lot, um, and I was in Abu Dhabi, and I realized there's this real unhealthy, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It is, there's a lack of emphasis on physical fitness. Um, I don't know if you guys heard, but recently it came out that Mexico actually is the most obese country ahead of America. So we're now second place. But when you travel to places like Abu Dhabi, some of the Gulf countries, you're like, these guys can't be that healthy either. I saw a lot of overweight young people. And I don't know what, I guess it's easier to let your kids be fat. But really, there's got to be a paradigm shift because you're setting your kids up for a whole future of, of this stuff. And I mean, maybe I'm a Nazi a little bit about it, and, and I'm not, I, you know, I got a little belly going. I've had, I've had this tire around my belly my whole life, like a mini tire. It's not a big tire. People see me. I look fit, especially when I wear, you know, like a tighter shirt. By the way, little note, tighter shirts always make you look more fit. So uh, unless if you're really that blubbery and, you know, if you're, you know, if you're, whatever, if you're Andre, the, not Andre the Giant, who's a, like if you're like, uh, if you're Ron Jeremy, uh, and you put on a tight shirt, people are going to still see your, fl- you know, flubby, uh, you know, sides, as well as he's probably, I think he's well hung. So if he wears tight pants, and you're going to see his pee-pee as well. Anyway, my point is, if you're like somewhat fit and you got a little bit of the tire coming out the sides, you put on a tight shirt, I get so many compliments. People are like, woo, have you lost weight? I'm like, yeah, definitely. Meanwhile, in my head, I know what's really happened. I've just gone from a size 43 shirt to a size 40. And, you know, I got to hold in my breath the whole night. But still, regardless, my point is tight shirts will help. Um, but uh, but, but I, I think that you really got to, you really got to, you got you to gotta set yourself up for success with your kids. And a place like Abu Dhabi where I was, I just saw a lot of kids shaped like pears. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're, like the sides come out. And when I say kids, I'm talking about teenagers, which means their whole life this kid's been eating whatever the hell he wants. And you look at the dad and the dad's out of shape and you're like, oh, God, somebody just break this cycle. Somebody should, the dad should, uh, we all have problems, okay? We all have issues. But the hope is that we tell our kids, don't be, don't do what I do, do what I say. Of course, they tend to do what you do. But can, can we just not surround our kids with pastries all the time? I mean, it's going to be there. That's, here's, my, here's my whole thing. Kids, you know how many birthdays I go to when you have kids? People, parents listening right now know you got to go to birthdays at least, at least two a weekend. At least two a weekend. 
And one thing I first was wondering is, what happens as adults? Because I don't go to that many birthdays anymore. Do I have less friends? Or am I not being invited to their parties? Or do we just lose interest in having birthdays? Because right now, it feels like I said, how many friends do these kids have? Or is it just that they're not friends? It's just now everyone's being polite. I think what it is is everyone's looking to make their kids tired and they're looking for some excuse to fill the day. So they throw a party and they invite everybody. And then since you got invited uh, and everybody was there, now when it's your kid's birthday, you got to invite everybody. And I think this goes on, I don't know till what age, but at a certain age, it really slows down. Like I haven't been to a birthday I think the last birthday I was to was my wife's, and, and I organized it, and it wasn't, it was just us. Anyway, um, these kids are going to be surrounded by cupcakes or a cake or some crappy food at, some, at least twice a week at these two birthdays. So now for you to step up and go, hey, son, have a cookie, and hey, let's have a ice cream and let's have a don't get me wrong i love i love cookies i love ice cream i i mean it's, it's one of my problems too whenever i'm flying on american and i get upgraded and they bring out that warm chocolate chip cookie i'm done i'm screwed um so so my point i'm trying to make is we need to not just as a society i mean the fact that we're now number two is a good point but maybe that just means that mexico just got fatter um uh, but uh, if I, I have a theory. If we want to take back our status as, as number one fat country in the world, we should do uh, Operation Kit Kat and just drop Kit Kats into Mexico. Uh, and, uh, and, and then, uh, oh, no, wait, that's wrong. That was wrong. We got to do Operation uh, Kit Kat and drop Kit Kats into some of, the, uh, uh, some of the states where our fat people have been getting in better shape. Um, and then we'll take our, uh, we'll take our reign back. But, but I saw it in the Middle East. I honestly think that maybe when they do these uh, studies, they don't con- include some of these countries. And it's a shame. If you're listening to this from the Middle East, please do me a favor. Uh, put the cookie down. Uh, go take a lap. I know it's hot. It's hard to exercise when it's that hot. But, you know, we got air conditioning. You guys got air conditioning. Get in there. Get in the gym. Get the kids to slim down a little bit. Let's do this. Um... And uh, that's all I got for you, man. I did 30 minutes solo. I, I just, I want to give myself a, a hand right now. Uh, you know, just, that's kind of hard to do. Uh, I want to snap for myself. Congratulations. You got through 30 minutes, Maz. Guys, write to us, facebook.com slash mazjobrani, facebook.com slash minivanmen. I believe we have minivanmen at gmail.com. That's, that goes to Al. Tell us what you thought of this one. Tell us what you think of the show. Tell us what you think of a, a, if we do a, a TV show. Uh, and uh, and that's it. Minivan Men live. Well, it was live. Minivan Men, Maz Jabrani saying goodbye. All right, folks, thanks for listening. If you want to get in touch or find out more, you can go to minivanmen.com or contact us through our websites, mazjobrani.com and almadrigal.com. We hope to hear from you. Thanks. Thanks.